This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, October the 31st, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, MLW, and so many more. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the headlines. Starting over with our friends on e-wrestling news, the XFL reveals its team names and its logos. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Now, the XFL, led by Danny Garcia, Dwayne Johnson, and Jerry Cardinal, is officially kicking off their season. Now, we have some information on when the season starts and the matchups that are going to be happening. First of all, the season will start off on Saturday, February the 18th, 2023, with 40 regular season matchups, two semifinal playoffs, and finally, the XFL Championship. Now, XFL games will be featured on a combination of ABC, ESPN Networks, and FF. The XFL has released a new video announcing the teams and their logos. You can find all of that. However, we'll go over them right now. The Arlington Renegades, the DC Defenders, the Houston Roughnecks, Orlando Guardians, San Antonio Brahmas, Saint Seattle Sea Dragons, St. Louis Sea Battlehawks, and the Vegas Vipers. If you'd like to find out more about the XFL and its new incarnation, continue following XFL on all forms of social media and once again on ABC and ESPN Family Network. Works. With more information on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour, Tony Schiavone's son is now officially working in AEW. Now, many people know Tony Schiavone has been a recognizable name in the world of wrestling for many years. Now, his son seems to be carrying on the legacy. AEW has a new Schiavone behind the scenes and that's Tony's son. Now, Tony Schiavone is a staple of wrestling for decades and now he's worked with AEW since 2019 as a commentator and also behind the scenes. On the latest episode of AEW, Unrestricted, Tony announced that his son Matt is now working behind the scenes. This is what Tony had to say. I'm really kind of wrestled with mentioning this to the public right now, but I'm going to have to anyway. They just hired a brand new producer to help us backstage. It's a producer who's had 15 years of network TV experience and really knows what he's doing. I really wrestled with even wanting him to come work for us, but you know what? I'll admit it's my son Matt. Now, Tony added that his son began the most recent Rampage tapings in Jacksonville, Florida, and AEW president Tony Khan informed Shivani that that Matt will not be under his father, Tony, but will be working directly with Sanjay Dutt. For more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information about the new Shivani working inside All Elite Wrestling will be forthcoming. Eric Bischoff is making news at this hour. Eric Bischoff reacts to Tony Khan calling him hypocritical over his criticisms of AEW. Now, Eric Bischoff has commented on Tony Khan calling him contradictory and a hypocritical person regarding his criticism of AEW regarding the promotion's booking cold matches with no buildup 
before them. Now, Khan recently fired back on Busted Open Radio at Bischoff's criticism by stating that during Bischoff's time in WCW, the company very often had matches that had no storylines behind them. Here was a comment. Frankly, the person that's been the most incendiary and contradictory and hypocritical of everything that's been going on in AEW has been Eric Bischoff. This is coming from Tony Khan. Bischoff then responded to Khan's comments on today's episode of 83 Weeks by saying the following. There are certainly random matches that didn't have any stories in WCW. I'm not denying that, but I'm also going to get right to the point. I don't think I've ever said at any point about AEW's commentary that I believe that every match should have a story, Bischoff said. When you're introducing new talent or whatever you're doing with any of your talent, you don't always have to really have a story-synced storyline with them, with their opponent, but you want to expose that talent. You want to get your audience familiar with them and the talent. You want to establish the talent, sure, but people in matches, they really don't have a story because at that time, it's a non-storyline match just to give them some backstory and information does, in fact, usually help out. My issue is with my comments about AEW and creatively behind it, it's really a bunch of top matches that don't have significant story or structure, or at least a compelling one. Your top matches are A, B, C, and D storylines, and that's different. I've seen a lot of the matches and a lot of their storylines. What AEW considers a storyline that I feel are nothing more than just excuses for a match. They're not really well-crafted stories. I believe in today's competitive environment with television, that being said, if you want, you can pay attention, Tony. Build and grow your audience. You have to do it. You have to do well-crafted, compelling, well-structured storylines, and I simply just don't see it. I see excuses for matches, and that is not a replacement for storylines. If you'd like to find out more about what Eric Bischoff had to say about Tony Khan and his comments about the lack of storytelling in AEW, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour, AEW wrestler is interested in facing Bow Wow, and we have some entering details on this. Now, Bow Wow actually has said that he would be interested in wrestling in AEW. Now, Swerve Strickland tweeted at Tony Khan saying, hey Tony, where should he sign? Bow Wow also wants to know, what does it take to get with AEW? Now, during Sunday's episode of Hey! EW with RJ City, AEW wrestler Swerve Strickland revealed that he's interested in facing Bow Wow in a match. After he's been peering with matches with Jonathan Gresham and Baron Black's Terminus promotion, this is the following what he said. You know, since he's been talking about doing stuff on social media the last past year, I've seen some video footage of him training. I want Bow Wow. Yeah, I want to see what Shad Moss get in the ring since he's been talking a lot of stuff recently about wrestling on social media. Now, he would continue on to say the following, I'm calling you out. I know you got connections with training with Rikishi, and that's cool. Get your training in. I want you in AEW. You responded to me on Twitter, too. I need you to back up those words, homie. Bow Wow has been training with WWE Hall of Famer Rikishi in the recent months, and he's traded barbs back and forth with T-Bar and Mace on Twitter as well. For more information on whether or not Bow Wow will eventually come to AEW, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's also writing in this hour about Matt Hardy reveals his favorite W Tag Team Championship belt design. Now, during a recent Q&A on an edition of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast, AEW wrestler Matt Hardy commented on his favorite tag team belt design and his thoughts on the current Raw and SmackDown Championship belts. His favorite design. 
He would go on to say, and I quote, I would say my favorite belt design was the first ever WWE Tag Team Champions that we won. The ones that were circulating in the late 90s and early 2000s. I loved those. I didn't like whenever they switched to the blue and red belts for SmackDown and Raw. You know, I just love the classic tag team belts because those are the ones, those are the ones I was a huge fan of and really loved wrestling. Those are the ones I always dreamed about winning and we ultimately won them, which makes it even super cool. Now his thoughts on the current Raw and SmackDown tag team belts. The blue and red tag team belts, I thought it was kind of a step back from the other titles. You know, the ones that preceded them. The tag team titles that really, really kind of look nice, but I still, once again, thought that was a step backwards as well. If you'd like to find out more about the extreme life of Matt Hardy, you can find it anywhere fine podcasts are made available. And you can also go over to his YouTube account where you can find all of the information and highlights from the show. With more information, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be coming forward. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour about Frankie Kazarian. He reflects on his time with SCU, and Dax Harwood talks about FTR's journey to the championships and more. FTR's Dax Harwood recently took to his Instagram account to talk about the ongoing journey of FTR to hold gold in AEW. In his post, he says that he thanks the fans for the support, and he can't wait for one last run, he wrote. All of you wanted to do this. And that's all I've thought about in my entire life is to be a professional wrestler. Height, body type, accent, life situations, all of that was against me. Now we leave a body of work which I can officially be proud of. When we started our journey in 2014, we tried to make sure that we always were different from everyone else in the wrestling industry. We always wanted to work hard and eventually go down as one of the greatest tag teams that ever did it. I'm not sure if we've reached that just yet, but I'm sure that we're pretty well going to keep on trying to get there. Thank you all for going with us on this journey. Not sure what the next few years takes or where we will go, but I can't wait for one last run. Now, that is speculating. Many people are wondering what is going to be happening with FTR in the future. Dax has said a lot on his Instagram account, which is making people wonder if their contract comes up, if they would renew with AEW, or if they would potentially express interest in going back to WWE now that Vince McMahon era has officially ended. In addition to this, we have new information. Speaking of FTR, they currently hold the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, and they will be defending those championships at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Battle autumn in Osaka, Japan. That'll be coming up on November 5th. Interestingly enough, that's the same day as Crown Jewel, which will be happening in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Now at today's Battle Autumn Event 12, the United Empire's Jeff Cobb and Great Khan defeated Oi and Nakahashi. Following the match, they said they'd be accepting to offers, especially FTR's open challenge for the Tag Team Championships. If you'd like to find out more about this, you can follow New Japan World on their YouTube page and you can get all the information on everything that's going to be happening in their upcoming match. For more information, continue following E-Wrestling News and we will deliver more. More information about AEW referee Aubrey Edwards. She recalls the first time she got bumped by Chris Jericho. Edition of AEW Unrestricted Podcast. AEW referee Aubrey Edwards comment on working with Chris Jericho and the chemistry have and the first time she actually got bumped by him. Now, this is what she had to say on working with Jericho. A lot of the things that I really like working about with Chris, they're all done really on the fly. He kind of plays into the chemistry that we have with each other. There's quite a bit of things that we frequently do. You know what? We'll get in this and we'll get some of that in. The guys like to work around the ropes and I'll try to get them to break the hold and the count and then I push their arm off and then they react. And the one thing that Chris Jericho loves to do is, I had him break a hold and he thought he had won the match. And I am just running over and pulling his arm down. He comes and looks at me and he's frustrated. He'll say to me, put my arm up. And I put his arm down. 
What are you doing? You just didn't win yet, I would go on to say. But he tapped out a couple of times. He shoved me, but the last shove, I got back at him. If you'd like to find out more about everything that Aubrey Edwards had to say about her interactions with Chris Jericho, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. Eddie Kingston is making news of this hour. Thomas Lawson's writing in. Eddie Kingston says John Moxley tried to get him a job in WWE. Now, Eddie Kingston could have been working for WWE as a superstar to this very day had John Moxley's attempts to get him a job actually work. Moxley, formerly known as Dean Bambrose, left WWE in 2019 and become one of AEW's top stars, with the most being the World Championship. Now, in a recent episode of ESPR Wrestling Podcast, Kingston revealed how Moxley tried to get him hired by WWE. He would go on to say the following, My only interest was making money. I didn't care where it was, and I used to tell a lot of younger wrestlers, especially on the independents, don't be a mark or a fan for the letters. Be a mark and a fan for the dollar signs. Moxley would definitely try. He had his ways. He knew what I mean. And you know what? He would hit me up at least once a year or for three years in a row and say, hey, send your tapes to William Regal. And I wouldn't have his number saved because he changed his number a lot. But I know he really tried. Every year I'd be like, who is this? He'd say, it's Mox. Yo, what's up? Nothing. And then the next year he would send me some more stuff. Hey, did you get your stuff to Regal? And then I'd be like, who is this? And I, he would say, it's Mox. And then I would no answer. That went on for about three years in a row. He constantly asked me to get my stuff in. Kingston has been part of AEW since 2020, but he's yet to hold any championships within the promotion. If you'd like to find out more about the relationship between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, continue following the article that's trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Matt Cardona is stating that Zack Ryder is officially dead. Zack Ryder is dead, claims Matt Cardona, who played Zack Ryder during his time in WWE. Cardona took to Twitter on Saturday to respond to a tweet when a fan asked, to be honest, who would you be interested in Zack Ryder return to WWE? In a response, Cardona wrote, Zack Ryder is done. Long live Matt Cardona. Now, there is a lot of speculation right now whether or not Matt Cardona would return to WWE, especially since WWE seems to have some interest in former Impact Wrestling star Chelsea green since she decided not to resign with the company. For more information on this developing story, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information about what will happen with him will be forthcoming. We have some new news on the wedding for Sheamus. Now many wrestling fans know that over the weekend, Sheamus recently got married overseas. Now on social media, pictures from the wedding continue to come out. Drew McIntyre has posted some of the pictures already. As everyone's been reporting, especially E-Wrestling News, WWE superstar Sheamus got married on on Friday. Former WWE superstar CJ Lana Perry took to Twitter to post a bunch of photos from the ceremony. Well, Drew McIntyre is also taking aim at putting stuff on social media as well. It looks like it was a beautiful ceremony and so many superstars were involved in it. For more information on the nuptials of Sheamus, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information on all of this will be forthcoming. We are writing in about there's some must-see photos of Carmella, Lita, Kyla Braxton, and the Bella Twins. Andy it's a new edition of WWE's Top 25 Instagram Photos of the Week. Now, as usual, E-Wrestling News has compiled a list of the best ones for you to definitely check out. Some of this week's pictures include Carmella, Shotzi Blackheart, The Bella Twins, Lacey Evans, Lou Kaiser, The Miz, Maurice, and so many more. If you go on over, you can even see the pictures on Carmella's Instagram page, which is Carmella WWE. You can also find more information on Shotzi WWE. 
WWE as well. You can also find more pictures at Zelina Vega WWE and Gunther underscore A-U-T. WWE superstars always love sharing pictures of themselves, and this is just part of the weekly tradition that they do on Instagram. With more information, continue following this on eWrestling News. Plans for a top WWE superstar reportedly are paused, and this is due to the unprecedented popularity of Sami Zayn. Now, for the last several weeks, Sami Zayn has suddenly become one of WWE's most popular stars due to his involvement with the bloodline. The story of Sami Zayn working his way into good graces of the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, much to the dismay of Reigns' cousins Jey Uso and his well-received fans and critics, the audience's reaction to Zayn are seemingly growing louder and louder. And while this is probably the most prominent Zayn has been in WWE since arriving, it's also reportedly come at the temporary expense of someone else who has to get their push on pause. That happens to be Kevin Owens. WWE had seemingly been planting seeds for Zayn to reunite with Owens, who has been warming up to him getting involved with the bloodline. Owens, however, hasn't been seen on WWE TV much lately. Twitter insider WrestleVotes was speaking to Give Me Sport. In reporting in this, Zayn's spike in popularity is due to his work with the bloodline, but the plans for Owens is still on standby, but right now it's not going to be moving. Now, he was pegged to get involved with Sammy and the Bloodline, but right now, Sammy's just way too hot right now, WrestleVote says. The plans were for them to definitely get back together and work with the Bloodline, but it's pushed back because they don't want it to interfere with the push that Sammy's getting from the audience. It seems WWE feels they have caught lightning in a bottle when it comes to Sami Zayn, but there's still hope that at some point in time they can rekindle the friendship and the story between he and Kevin Owens. Whatever they planned for Owens and Zayn is totally on pause, but there's many things that have already been put down on paper. Now, this was supposed to be a three to four week comedy deal, and it's supposed to be a pretty big deal. But right now, as we reported, it's just on hold. For more information on everything happening, not only with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, but Kevin Owens as well, follow Wrestling Inc. and they'll have more information. We have some GCW information. GCW hit them up 2022 results. Nick Gage versus Leo Rush for the GCW World Championship. Now, Wrestling Inc. has got some more information about the most recent pay-per-view that had GCW front and center. Nick Gage took on Leo Rush for the GCW World Championship. Joy Janela and Starboy Charlie versus the South Pacific Savages, Jacob Fatu and Juicy Fanu in a steel cage match. Speedball Mike Bailey was taking on Willie Mack. Yamoto was taking on Jordan Oliver. Ali Catch versus Taya Valkyrie. Los Mazios was taking on Wolf Zaddies of the GCW World Tag Team Champions. Blake Christensen was taking on Flip Gordon. And Hunter Freeman was taking on Jimmy Lloyd. You can find all the information on all of these details. If you cruise on over to their Twitter page, you can get all the highlights and all the details of everything that happened in the big event. With more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information will be coming forward. Kevin Von Erich of the Von Erich Families is making news at this hour. Kevin Von Erich is blown away by an actor's pro wrestling physique as he prepares to fulfill a role. Hollywood is no shortage of actors who play real-life professional wrestlers. While fans wait for Chris Hemsworth Hulk Hogan movie coming out, there's another on-screen wrestling story that's likely to arrive in 2023 called The Iron Claw. It's currently being filmed right now. Now, the big thing right now is Zac Efron is going to be playing the part of Kevin Von Erich in a recent conversation 
conversation with TMZ, it turns out the former world-class championship wrestling champion has nothing but praise on how Efron has been approaching the role for this big movie. He would go on to say in following, It's going to be hard, I think, Von Erich said, because I saw a picture of the guy and he looks great. I don't think he's ever looked that good. I think Zack is going to do amazing. And he's not the only one. Von Erich's sons, third-generation wrestlers Ross and Marshall, took to their Instagram account to applaud the seriousness in which that Efron was taking the role in. He really, truly does look like one of us. While the Von Erichs made a name for themselves in their father's WCCW promotion in the 70s, the family would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2009. His sons currently play a major role in Major League Wrestling, also known as MLW, where they are the former tag team champions. Now, there's no release date currently on the film, but the Van Erichs are impressed with the way Efron is going about it. Once again, the family would say, he must be working out really hard from the pictures that we have seen so far. I just saw a few just the other day and he must be working hard and I'll watch him and I hope he's having fun. With more information on the upcoming movie of the Von Erics, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Madcap Moss is making news at this hour. Madcap Moss comments on working with rising WWE faction. Now, Madcap Moss has been such an interesting character on SmackDown since his inception in September of 2021, working alongside Baron Happy Corbin until the two had a falling out following WrestleMania 38. But then he moved on to another feud. Moss is now focused on the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He's eyeing his first championship, one title in particular, he has been looking forward to all along. In a quote, he would say, I'm looking all around and there's so many guys that I want to step in the ring with, Madcap would say, especially in WWE Deutschland. I have to get my resume updated, but right now I would love to get a chance to work with Gunther. He's one that I wouldn't mind stepping in the ring with and taking my shot at his Intercontinental Championship. Gunther alongside Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci make up the faction known as the Imperium, and he has held the Intercontinental Championship for 150 days. Gunther has defended his title successfully against Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Sheamus twice. Gunther's next defense of the Intercontinental Championship will be against Rey Mysterio on SmackDown November 4th. An opportunity Mysterio is received following a victory in a fatal four-way that he won on October the 14th. Now, Madcap Moss continued praising Gunther along with other members of Imperium. I've been around those guys for quite some time, not really as much with Gunther, but Vinci and Kaiser especially. And from the moment I saw them, I knew they were very good. I knew all three of those guys. You know what? There's no one who respects the business more than them. No one who's going to be more technically sound. It would be a really great matchup to work with them. I really, really want to work with Gunther. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information on this will be forthcoming. Now, interesting news about Danhausen. Indie promotion that upheld the launch of MJF and Danhausen is now officially coming to Fight TV. Independent wrestling promotions are making moves these days when it comes to securing streaming deals. Now, Game Changer Wrestling, for example, hasn't been shy about pushing rumors that they may be finding a new platform. And now another independent promotion may be making its own ways to the streaming world as well. Fightful Select reporting Monday morning that Midwestern independent promotions Black Label Pro Wrestling will be streaming their events on Fight and Fight TV subscription services going forward. Black Label Pro 
is now one of the mainstays in the independent world of wrestling. They moved themselves onto social media shortly afterwards. Now the Indiana-based promotion will be one of several independent promotions that Fight is doing a package with to get their products on their streaming service. Now, founded by owner and promoter Michael Blanton in 2017, Black Label Pro has served as one of the premier independent promotions in the Midwest since its founding and has helped give rise and big breaks to notable talents such as Darby Allin, Danhausen, MJF, Warhorse, and so many more. The promotion is also known for their joint shows with GCW, including Two Cups Stuffed in 2019, Three Cups Stuffed in 2021, and Four Cups Stuffed this past September. Now, the first Black Label Pro event to stream on Fight will be Slamaton, the third incarnation of what is going to be split into two parts. One will take place on November 11th, the next will be taking place November 12th in Crown Point, Indiana. And among those matches, Calvin Tankman is defending the Black Label Pro Heavyweight Championship against Levi Everett and Tom Lawler will be taking on Carlos Romo. For more information on Black Label Pro officially joining the fight streaming product, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. David Arquette, the Hollywood sensation turned pro wrestler, is making news this hour. David Arquette credits AEW stars for influencing his work on the independent wrestling scene. Now, David Arquette considers himself lucky in the journey that brought him into independent wrestling. In combination with his fame as an actor and previous wrestling exposure back in WCW in 2000, where he briefly became the WCW World Champion, Arquette plugged back into professional wrestling full force nearly two decades later. However, this time, however, Arquette explored the independent wrestling circuit. In 2018, the former Ready to Rumble star resurfaced in the pro wrestling landscape with championship wrestling from Hollywood. Now, he would end up losing to RJ City, but Arquette recently opened up about some professional wrestlers who really inspired him to get back into the ring. He would go on to say, Colt Cabana was a huge influence on me, he said to hold the Busted Up Radio. Ethan Page, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry were huge too. Now, the 23-year veteran of the sport, Colt Cabana, resigned with Tony Khan early this year and appears to be signing with a new role once Ring of Honor relaunches. Now, while Page and Jungle Boy are still full-fledged members of the AEW roster. Arquette's main trainer, though, Perry Peter Evalon. Peter's incredible, he said. His comic, comedic gimmick character. I love the work he does, and he's able to get these guys over on the road and in the studio. He's made so many memories with me. He knows how to entertain fans because ultimately that's what it's about is entertaining fans. In a 2018 interview with 411 Mania, Arquette previously felt that he never really got the opportunity to wrestle in WCW. So just 18 years later, a lot of people kept giving me grief. I was like, but no, I do want to do it, I said. Now, according to Arquette, he began trading with Peter Avalon, who described as a great wrestler and a great coach. Arquette would eventually retire from wrestling in mid-2021. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Now, Trish Stratus is making news. Bailey comments on the possible match against Trish Stratus. So, many people know Trish Stratus as one of the biggest success stories in WWE's women division in the late 90s into the early 2000s. But Bailey is eyeing a pro wrestling matchup, a marquee matchup that she believes with the WWE Hall of Famer. Speaking with Sports Key to Wrestling this past week, the multi-time women's champion said there's one veteran she'd love to get in the ring with. She would go on to say, and I quote, I would love to have a match with Trish Stratus someday, Bailey said. It's just a matter of time and if she is ever going to be ready to step back in. Now, Stratus, who is 46, last appeared inside the squared circle in 2019 when she took on Charlotte at WWE's SummerSlam Premium Live event 
unfortunately losing. Stratus only made 12 appearances in WWE since retiring back in 2006. Stratus's seven-year in-ring career with WWE was record-setting at the time with seven world championship reigns, cementing her legacy as one of the greatest performers in WWE history. Now, in recent months, Bailey and Stratus paths have appeared to cross a little bit closer than expected. Stratus and Bailey got into a physical altercation at a house show back in August. Soon after, the two women traded verbal jabs on Monday Night Raw, with Stratus telling Bailey she could go real quick to sleep and I could come real quick out of retirement if I wanted to, so you better stop running your mouth. But since that exchange, there's yet to be any follow-up between Trish Stratus and Bailey on television. She's never come back, said Bailey, as she told Sportskeeda. She wants to show up in Toronto, which, you know what, we can do that. If you're going to be around, I'll be around for the show. We can go ahead and get it done. With more information on this potential match between Bailey and WWE Hall of Famer, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be coming forward. Al Snow is making news of this at this hour, Al Snow recalls the time when Owen Hart tortured a limo driver all the way to Madison Square Garden. But what exactly did the King of Hearts do? The late great Owen Hart has been long known for his reputation of being a prankster and a jokester during his time on the road and even backstage in WWE. In a recent interview with Sports Keto Wrestling, former WWE performer Al Snow shared a memorable story about Owen Hart pranking a limo driver and taking Hart and Jeff Jarrett to Madison Square Garden for show in New Jersey. They picked us up in the limo and immediately Owen rolled down the window and kind of looked at Jeff and grinned and stuck his arm out the window, Snow said, and as the guy started, the driver would pull up. Owen started thumbing to the side of the car with his hand and the car would then speed up. He started thumping it faster. The limo driver pulled over. He jumped out and started checking his tires. By that time, Owen and Jeff Jarrett, who were sitting in the back seat, they just didn't say anything. Jarrett revealed that Hart let the limo driver back in and started driving again. And then as continued, he started thumping his arm on the outside of the vehicle again, causing the limo driver to think he again had another flat tire to get out. He was such the prankster. He must have made the guy thought that his car was wrong at least eight or ten times on our way to the show. Jarrett and I were just in the back seat just laughing. With more information on all of this, read this entire story that's trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Matthew Wilkinson's writing in at this hour on Hangman Adam Page. Now, many people realize a special Tuesday night edition of Dynamite, which aired in Cincinnati, saw Hangman Adam Page's world championship match unfortunately get stopped midway through, and the show came to a complete halt because he suffered a concussion. We do have some insight on what's happening. Now, the recent head injury to Hangman Adam Page against John Moxley was very, very scary, and Hangman is thankful to how everyone handled it. On the latest AEW Unrestricted podcast, Tony Giovanni revealed that Dr. Samson made the call to end the match immediately by stating, no, he cannot continue. Paul Turner communicates with the back to say he's hurt, and Dr. Samson comes in and says, yep, he is. There's no good news when it comes to a concussion, but the good news is it wasn't his neck, and he didn't have a neck injury, which was originally thought of when things first happened. Now on the flip side is, we have eight minutes on the show that's left to go. What do we do in that time? I think we did a good job on the fly at that time. We filmed the entire promo segment with Moxley and MJF to set up their main event for full gear. Aubrey Edwards says it was so incredibly proud how everyone handled things in the moment, handling the situation as best as they could, while she also commented that Paige is now at home and he's resting. 
Now it goes back to the point when you're building up talent. You have to have somebody like Mox who understands how things happen so quickly and how you have to learn on the fly. That's what makes him such a pro. He got on the microphone, he did his thing, and then they sent out MJF. They threw him on the microphone. They had faith in those guys to fill the time because it's demonstrated how everyone can work together and make something work when things are falling apart. With more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere you find your fine podcasts. With that being said, let's go ahead and get right back to the headlines. Nick Miller is writing in for Wrestling Inc. about AJ Lee. Now, WWE NXT star Cora Jays has made it well known that she is a big fan of former WWE Divas Champion AJ Lee. During a recent live event in Melbourne, Florida, Jade complimented her in her Halloween Havoc Battle Royal and to decide the number one contender for the NXT Championship while cosplaying as Lee in the match for Halloween. Though Jade came up short in the match, she posted a picture of her costume on social media, later on the event calling Lee her mother, and later received a response from Lee on Twitter. Oh my God, mother is so proud, and ordering a DNA test, Mendes wrote, there's certainly no denying that those two performers look a lot alike, especially with Dre dressing up as the former WWE star. Jade has become a prominent member of the NXT brand over the last year, and most notably in her heated rivalry with Roxanne Perez. With more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be coming forward. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, October 31st, 2022. But remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast brings you all the late breaking news in wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, MLW, and so many more. Once again, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.